0: We want to welcome everyone back to the Duck Pond Wall today. I am thrilled to have as my guest today Mary McKinney, Emory and Hinder Class of 2001.
1: How are you Mary? I'm doing so well. It is so great to talk to you. Every time I see you, which hasn't been frequently but whenever I do it's like no time has passed. It's just it's so great to talk to you and
0: see you it's, again. It's every time we just get I, to jump right in where we left off. Know. I don't I, understand I, it but it's a gift.
1: <laughs> it really is. It's something special.
0: Well I'm so excited because you have a new venture. You have an old venture which is very exciting but you also have a new venture. You are a, a teacher at Combs Elementary School and what town is it in?
1: It's in Raleigh. Raleigh, is North, North Carolina. North Carolina. Yes, right downtown. Uh, ooh, is it really? It is. It is. It's a downtown school and I love it. Yeah. How big is the school? Um, well, we they did a little bit of redistricting. Um, a couple of years ago, we were at a close to 900. This year, we're down to 600, which feels much more reasonable. Um, it's a magnet school. It's a leadership magnet. And so... the The great thing about magnet schools is they will put that, uh, they'll build up a school in an area where maybe um, it's a little bit more low income. And so Mm -hmm. to provide more opportunities for those families, they will um, create a magnet which offers something special that other public schools don't offer. And so it's kind of attractive for, um, to bring kids from all areas of the region into this school and they get more money that way, the school does. And so we're able to offer um, students so much more in this base area than what they might normally get if it was, if it was just a base school. So it's a leadership school and um, it's based okay, on the cool. seven habits of um, highly effective people by Stephen Covey. Stephen Covey. Yep. Yep.
0: That's the, the only one. one I can ever remember. It start with the end in mind. And I quote that about a hundred with times
1: the end day. in mind. Yes. I think that's habit number five. I've actually got them right up here on these posters.
0: <laughs> oh, yo, I see them now. Look at habit that. Habit number five. Yep. Right up there. <laughs> I never, that's so interesting. I never thought about basing a whole school on
1: it was, yeah it was our my principal's idea she said she went to a Stephen Covey training one year and she was like you know what I think kids could do this and so she started it and now there are thousands of schools in the world that use this model it's pretty amazing but your but your principal started the whole movement she did she did last year was her last year she's retired now but um but
0: yes she did the whole
1: thing it's pretty amazing it's fantastic. Well, how do the kids respond
0: to that stuff? Because some of that stuff seems like it would be kind of over their heads.
1: Yeah, you're right. Um, they did an excellent job of breaking it down. We have a book. Um, a children's book was written. And so it really breaks it down for the kids. There's characters and that's what those characters are um, that help yeah. them learn the habits. And it has been amazing to watch the kids develop and grow. And they use the habits. Like they'll say, all right, let's synergize. Let's, you know, they know the terminology. They start teaching it to their parents. It's it's a pretty amazing thing to
0: I watch. Really love that. And that yeah. gosh, that's not what we were going to talk about, but that no. might be the
1: coolest thing I've ever heard. I know, I know, <laughs> I know. It's, it's, it's. A lot of work. I mean, it's it is a fast paced kind of a little bit high stress on the teacher end of things here, um, because there's just so much involved, but it's amazing what what we're able to give the kids.
0: Wow. So, so what exactly do you teach.
1: Well, I actually teach art. Okay. So, so, yes, that fits in nicely with your project. Okay, just It one absolutely way. <laughs> does. Yes. So I'm the art teacher here.
0: Wow. and do you have to do art that somehow reflects about the seven principles?
1: Well, it's kind of cool because really the principles can fit um, into any aspect of life. And so, you know, when we start an art project, then I will say, all right, we're going to begin with the end in mind. Let's kind of think about what um, what is our end goal with this project. They do get a chance to synergize together. So really it's it's seamless integrating the habits into all aspects of the school.
0: So it's not too hard. Well, that is just the coolest thing ever. I love that. Yeah, but the other thing we were here to talk about is your cool new project, which I, 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 it, it rhymes and I, I tend to want to do it wrong. So let's just do it right the first time. It is Hello Yellow. You got it. Tell us that Hello Yellow and what, it, what what you're doing in the community there.
1: Yes. So it's kind of been a dream of mine for a while to go off and do my own thing. I, I've always wanted to have my own business. I wasn't quite sure, you know, exactly what I wanted it to be, but, but in the in the last 10 years, that's kind of when I switched to this focus in the arts. I got my master's in arts integration. And um, I don't know why it never clicked before, but this is where I'm meant to be. I love teaching art to children. Um, Art has always been a big part of my life. And once I sort of realized that I love teaching art in the public school system, but I just had this desire, I had this dream to go and do something on my own. And so this past year, um, a friend of mine has an a business space that he's not using and he said you know I wish somebody would do something with this space it just sits empty and I was like "Mm." and so he was like absolutely so it just at that point all the pieces really just began to fall into place and I realized like this is the time it's I'm ready I'm going to get this started and so the 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 idea behind Hello Yellow is offering a process-based art studio for kids. And I'm not sure, are you familiar with process-based art? I was getting ready to to
0: ask, but I didn't want to interrupt your flow there. So yes, (laughs) start off by explaining process-based art.
1: Okay, so process-based versus product-based is what I want to offer. And what I find, for instance, in elementary schools, just the way the the curriculum is written and the way that schools are set up it's that's really geared more toward product based which is there's a project like maybe this little penguin project here um that, yeah that um i am going to teach the kids how to create and so while they do have some opportunities to to you know, use their own creativity. A lot of it is them trying to recreate a project that I'm presenting to them. And what I have found is that it can be frustrating for a lot of kids. Um, It can cause a lot of kids to kind of doubt their own abilities because what they're creating isn't necessarily looking like mine. And for kids who are maybe teetering on, on feeling like an artist or not feeling like an artist, it can really cause them to feel like a failure when they create something and it just doesn't look like their neighbors or it just doesn't look like mine. And so I see that more and more. And I'm trying to help those kids you know, build their confidence in art Um, And build their confidence just as a creative being. And so I began to learn more about process art, which is offering the kids an opportunity to just completely have art supplies at their fingertips, no um, end goal in mind necessarily, just teaching them how to use the um, products. Like I can have some oil pastels and some watercolors and say, look at this cool way that you can use these two things together. Now go and have fun with it and see what you can come up with. And so it really takes that pressure off of trying to be um, perfect or have this, you know, perfect product at the end. And so it just, it really allows them to be more free with their creativity.
0: I love that. And I'm, I'm reminded of a conversation I had with Eric Smith, you know, who is, you know, a full blown artist, but yeah. he talked about going to art classes when he was a kid and he hated it because they were like, draw this vase of flowers and right. that's not right. what he wanted to do. So, but, but, I, but, you're, but you teach them how to use things because it's, you give me you give me paints and I don't really know what to do with them, but you're gonna show them how it works and, and and how to how to use them effectively for whatever they wanna do.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. And I will have, for instance, this weekend, um, I have my first class. I had an open house last weekend. Um, But this weekend I have um, a winter wonderland class. And so I'm going to have some supplies for them. I've got some cardboard circles and I've got um, some watercolor and I'm going to teach them a marbling technique with the watercolor. And so I will sort of curate it. I will provide them with particular colors that probably are gonna work well together that might make you think of of winter time, Um, and I will provide them with some, you know, fun ribbon, and um, I've got some fun scissors that will help create, you know, possibly snowflakes if they want that, and so I will give them a variety of supplies and tell them our theme is winter wonderland, and so go for it, and so they'll kind of have that in mind, and then whatever, if they want to paint, you know, snowmen on their little cardboard circles, or if they want to paint, you know, do some snowflakes, or just if they want to do something completely abstract it's it's just up to them and um so it it will just be individual it's not going to be like a cookie cutter type project where they all come out everybody's going to be so proud to show what they have made it's not going to look like anybody else's and um so I'll teach them some techniques but then what they do with it is totally up to them I
0: love that now have you tried this in the classroom at the magnet school
1: I have a little bit yes and And how do they respond those are the days where they are the most excited about oh. art. Absolutely. There've been days where I've had some boxes of, of materials and I've had, you know, kind of gone through and collected some Um, cardboard tubes and just some other, you know, pieces of cardboard, some little wire that I had some, you know, just, all right guys, here's some materials and I want you to just have fun creating what you want. And it is unbelievable. They, they just feel so proud. And one of the things I have on my website is, you know, if you're looking for a perfect picture, a perfect end product, like this isn't going to be your studio. You may not recognize what your child has created. It may not look like anything you've ever seen before. And um, but because there wasn't this expectation of what it should look like, the kids are so proud of it. It it's just, it's amazing to watch them. They take ownership over it in a way that they never do when they finish a product like this, because it's totally their own
0: thing. And so it's this just is definitely not a sip and paint for children.
1: Right, 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 right. Right. No. No. It is not one of those. And you know, there is value. Sippy cup and paint. Right. Sippy cup and and paint.
0: paint.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I there's value to that type of art too. But I find that it's for specific children who who are gifted in art, who already are confident in their artistic abilities, and they're you know really wanting intricate um, skill based instruction, and they're ready for that type of thing. Um, but for other kids, just to help them build their creative identity, I find it's best not to to give them that product that they're
0: trying to create. Do they get excited to learn how to use a, a new medium?
1: Um, they are so excited every time I introduce a new medium to them um, wow. because they're just they they can't wait to learn how it works and and I love providing them with a variety of things. There's, we have clay week, we have, um, you know, paper mache week, we have weaving week. And so I plan to do that also in my studio and kind of, you know, introduce them a little bit to this is kind of some weaving techniques, or this is, you know, how you might use clay, but now you go and do what you want with it.
0: What, what age kids are you talking about?
1: Um, I'm gearing this um, for ages two through 12, but I've, oh. the, the yes. so, <laughs> I've got the classes broken down. Yes. So I've got the classes broken down into groupings of um, two year olds through five year olds, and then six through eight, and then nine through 12. And so I'll kind of gear the um, materials that we use and kind of the overarching theme of the project based on their age level. And I'm going to do a lot of sensory-based art for um, the two through five-year-olds. So I've got... Now what does that mean? What does
0: that mean when you say sensory-based art?
1: So I've got some, you can, there are some recipes, let's say, where you might um, mix together paint and shaving cream or um, paint, you know, make some kind of fun puffy paint and they can get into it. Or they can play with it. They can spread it on the canvas. Um, give them unusual materials that they can paint with. Um, for instance, like a, a dish brush or um, something where there's a lot of kind of tactile going on. So there's just things for them to touch and feel and interact with. Some play-doh, um, oobleck, where you might mix it, you know, cornstarch and water, and it just kind of creates this cool, goopy aspect, and so that really gets, like, the, all their senses going when, when they're that young, and so that's kind of the focus for the younger children, and then more of the getting into the art as, the, as they get older.
0: Well, the fact that you're willing to do fart projects with two-year-olds makes you like my new hero, <laughs> because that is- That is some scary proposition right there. Just just to remind everybody, we're speaking today with Mary McKinney, Emory Henry, class of 2001. How is that possible? Been teaching for 20 years in the public school system, now at Combs Elementary School, which is a magnet school in Raleigh, North Carolina, but she has opened a wonderful new studio for kids called Hello Yellow, where kids can try their hands at art and try all kinds of different kinds of mediums.
1: First of all, where did you come up with the name Hello Yellow? That's an interesting question. Um, So the way in kindergarten, the way I teach them to mix colors, um, I let them get their hands dirty. And so I will have them stick one finger in yellow and they always, you know, get the color on their finger and they say hello yellow and then they'll dip a finger in blue and they'll say hello blue and then they'll say give me a high five and they'll start to mix the colors and then they that it it turns green and so they love saying that they'll just say hello yellow hello blue and so the hello yellow part just kind of stuck with me and I thought that's it's catchy it's got meaning to me and meaning to my kids and so I went with that
0: I think that is a great story. Out and what I thought you were going to say, but that is a great story. It makes me want to go do that now. Well, and let's talk for a second, just in general about about art and about well, what it does for all of us. But I'm thinking about what it does for kids. Um, I just started th- this week. This week, um, Richard Graves is doing this cool art challenge thing for the month of February, and every day you have a prompt, and every day you have to, if you if you want to participate, you submit like a little piece of art that it follows that prompt. And I find that I'm doing it just because it's not like anything I normally do. And it makes my head work differently. It makes me think about different things. And what do you think art does for kids as they're, as they're trying out these new things and trying, trying their hands at something like this?
1: So one of the things, um, I find that art can actually build confidence, especially in the younger kids, because, you know, I'll, I'll start with this and then I'll, and then I'll move into a different thought, but my kindergartners, they come in with no fear. They have no fear when they come in to do a project and they love to take the paint. They love to put it all over their paper. They're having so much fun. And I, I, that is a release for them. Like they just look so forward to coming in here where they can be free to just have, you know, make a mess and have fun. And I see that it really just kind of loosens them up. And as they get older, maybe around third grade, I notice that they begin to develop this fear. And they're so afraid that they're going to make a mistake. And, and for a lot of the kids, that's when it kind of the division begins. I'm an artist or I'm not an artist. And right. so for the kids who feel like they're artists, art is something that is can be therapeutic for them. It's something that's relaxing. It's something where they're building their um, their. Identity and their confidence in themselves. But then I also see students who start to shy away from it, you know, they start to think, well, I'm not good at that. I don't want to do it. And what I'm trying to help them learn is that it can be fun for everyone. And that's where the process base comes in because I'm trying to catch them at that point before they build that identity that I'm not an artist. And so one of the things I always tell my fifth graders when they leave for um, middle school is that a lot of you will never take another art class again because at that point it becomes a choice. And I say, I want you to remember that art is something that can be an outlet for you. It is a way you can express yourself. It's a way you can have fun. You can relax, and there's absolutely no right or wrong way. And so
0: that's that's kind of a long-winded answer. Um, for no, for it's a asking. good answer though because you're right. And I, I'm that person who tends to go, oh, I'm not good at that. I don't want. Yeah. I don't want people seeing what I'm doing because I'm yes. not really good at that.
1: Exactly,
0: but I was listening to a a webinar last week this fellow was talking about drawing birds and he said a similar thing he said people say they just stop they just say I can't do that but Mm -hmm. if you but by learning some techniques by taking some classes by by learning a thing or two here and there you can draw better Mm -hmm. than you think you can Mm -hmm. and he was saying that he actually had taken a ukulele class just to kind of because he doesn't consider himself musical just to prove to his right. students, I'm willing to take on something that I don't do I well and I need yeah. to practice it.
1: Yeah, I love that. Uh-huh. I know there's this fear sometimes that we develop that we are this or we aren't that and then that kind of like blocks us in and, um. Yeah, it's so,
0: kind of sad. It kind of keeps you from
1: trying stuff. Yeah, yeah, I know. So that's kind of been my goal is to try and break that because I I benefit from art. I just love to create, you know, I don't, I I have my mom to compare myself to who is this, amazing portrait artist and so i've never felt like an artist and i think that's one of the reasons i didn't decide to be an art teacher originally because i just have compared myself to her but over the years i've really recognized like i love to be creative but my art doesn't have to look like hers to mean that i'm an artist and so that's kind of what i'm trying to help my kids understand like we're all creative we all create things but it's it's in various ways and so let's recognize where our inspiration and where our excitement comes from and, and not, you know, be afraid of that, not be afraid to make mistakes with it and just try.
0: Did you ever think probably because your mom was an artist, you wanted no part of that.
1: I, I do. I do think a lot of that. Yeah. Uh-huh. I think that, that, that was her thing. And I just, you know, that was not my thing. That was not going to be my thing. Um, what did you
0: make in at Emory?
1: Just, um, it was interdisciplinary English. It was with an education focus. I actually started out biology. I was biology for two and a half years. I know because I love, like, I love science too. I love, um, My favorite thing was organismic biology, like just learning about all the animals and plants and all the kingdoms and all that, that was just my all-time favorite. But then I, after two years and I was taking organic chemistry and I was like, Oh, where am I going with this? Like I can, I'm, I don't want to be in a lab. I don't want to be like, what am I doing with this? And then I realized like, that's not really my path. And so I switched to education and, um, was just elementary education focused.
0: Yeah. Did you, did you teach art as soon as you got out with it? You taught, did you?
1: No, I've only taught art, um, for, um, about the last six to seven years, I've been sort of art focused. Um, Mm -hmm. I got, after I got my master's in 2014 in arts integration. So, I, that, that was meant to just bring the arts into the general classroom. That was the purpose of that master's program because I taught third grade and I was realizing how much I was, I was missing, um, my creative self. I just, I wasn't able to explore that as much as I wanted to. So I got my master's and then after I got it in, um, in integrated arts, I realized I need to be in the arts permanently and i found out that i just needed to get a certification added to my license and i did that by taking a test and then i was certified to to teach art and i've been doing that ever since and it's just been amazing it's
0: what's your favorite what's your favorite medium what's your favorite what's your inspiration when you create art what do you like to do
1: I create art, I do a lot of digital art. Um, I really actually love, I love to use um, my iPad, but when I'm really getting my hands dirty, um, I love to do, uh, I love to do things like clay and weaving. I love to do a lot of what you would consider, I guess, a craft versus painting. Um, I still, I think it's still my mom in my head. Like, I don't consider myself a good painter, but I'm trying to get away from that because that's what I'm trying to teach my kids. But but when I'm having fun, I just love to um, use my hands and, and build things with my hands. And so whatever whatever medium I can get my hands on is is fun for me.
0: I love it. Oh my goodness, this is so exciting, Mama. I'm gonna have to come to Raleigh and see your place and I'm, and I'm gonna stick my finger in some paint and say hello. Yes, you I would love for you to do that. That sounds <laughs> like a, a really good time. Well, let me, as we wrap up here, what would you tell um, parents, who want to foster this sort of love of the arts and not terror of the arts and not bad feelings or you know lack of self-confidence about the arts what 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 are some things you would tell them to do for their kids so they can you know try some things without being all freaked out about it yeah
1: I would tell parents um, to a Try not to be afraid of a mess. Um, And so maybe have a little area that's kind of protected. Um, Maybe put down a little drop cloth, have a little table set up somewhere where it's fairly, you know, safe to make a mess. Um, And then provide their kids with just lots of different supplies from color pencils and markers and crayons, maybe some paint, you know, you can get some little cups that are kind of spill free with little lids. And so letting kids have access to paint or, you know, recycling materials. If you've got some boxes and some tape, kids can do amazing things with boxes and tape. Just they can create like the most amazing things. When I don't have a preconceived notion and I just give them some cut up cardboard and some duct tape, like they come up with these miraculous creations that I would never have thought of. Um, so yeah, providing materials. The other thing is not, um, not being quick to tell them what to do or to tell them that they're not doing it Right. You know, sometimes we want to try to help them by saying, Here, let me help you with that. Or, no, you're not using that right. Let me show you how to use it. And when trying to build their creative identity and their um, creative confidence, it's important to just kind of let them work through that themselves and they'll discover, you know, they'll discover if it doesn't work. And a lot of times, what I notice, you know, if they've got a paintbrush and they're using it in this way that I never would have thought. And, and I just step back and watch them. Sometimes they come up with these really cool new ways of using materials that I wouldn't have even thought about. So just stepping back and letting them have total freedom to just create is something else. And then I, the third thing I'll say is when they have finished their product, I find that one thing that can crash their confidence the most is, is saying like, oh, what a great dog you made. And they're like, that's not a dog. It was, yeah. it was like a a cow or a, I don't, a fence or I don't know so one thing that I've learned to say is tell me about your art that's amazing tell me about what you've made and so instead of saying anything directly just giving them an opportunity like oh tell me about that tell me all about it so that's like that yeah
0: well, I would add a fourth to that. I would say the fourth thing is call Mary McKinney at Hello Yellow and do a class. Yeah, so the
1: there kids you go. have
0: a chance to learn from a pro and get some new skills under their belts.
1: Yeah, a lot of parents do say, this is what my kid wants, but I just do not want to do it at home. So please take them. I would love for you to just, like, let them make a mess at your place. That's
0: a good thing. Glad you don't mind a mess. Yeah. Here go. Here's my Exactly. Notes. Exactly. exactly. Mary McKinney, Emory & Henry class of 2001. This has gone fast. We could have talked another half an hour about that. I know. That for sure. I know. It has yeah. gone by so fast. Yeah. Thank you so much for talking to us. And we're excited about your project. And, and I, gosh, we'll, we're just going to be watching to see what happens next. And, I, and we, yep. I, if we decide we want to create some fingerprints and send them to you, would you can tell us? how you think we're doing
1: absolutely absolutely send it on down
0: okay (laughs) great it was so great to talk to you oh so so good to talk to you and thank you thank you so good luck with your with your venture thanks for everybody for listening in to the duck pine wall today please stay tuned to wehc because there's some great programming coming next emory and henry college's radio station is great because you're here with us (laughs)